Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. If you or a loved one has ever received a diagnosis and really wanted to learn more about it, have you had troubles finding information locally to help you? Well, our next guest was given a diagnosis a few years back of a fairly uncommon condition, Sjogren's Syndrome, and when she went looking to find local information here in the islands beyond that which her doctors were trying their best to provide, she realized we needed some education right here at home. And what do you do when you find that we have a need here in Hawaii? Well, you find a way to fill it. Malaka Canella is a nurse here in the islands, and she has founded, she's the president and founder of the Sjogren's and Lupus Foundation of Hawaii. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Now, you got a diagnosis back in 2011, but how long had you had the symptoms? And was it an easy diagnosis for your physicians to make, or was there a bit of trouble in how to figure this out for you? So I had symptoms maybe about Mm, eight to 10 months prior to actually um, getting pretty sick. And I just am thankful that I'm a nurse. And I have a lot of physicians who are friends who were able to help me. And so the first thing that I noticed was dry eyes. I went to an optometrist, I went to an ophthalmologist, they said everything was okay. And then I started feeling extremely fatigued. And I said, okay, maybe I'm just really tired because I had a busy year. My middle daughter was graduating. We're planning for college. And so I just said, you know, maybe let me rest. But nothing seemed to help me with that fatigue. I was a busy nurse um, working in a very busy hospital. And um, I just couldn't seem to catch up on my rest. And I couldn't function on my normal, I guess, you know, high-functioning self. And so I went to take my daughter to school in August um, came back and went back to work and I was, uh, doing my job and all of a sudden I just felt like sick. I was nauseated. I ended up throwing up. I was lightheaded. I felt like I was going to pass out and I had to go home and I went home. I lay down on the couch and I literally was on the couch for about another two months um, wow. Yeah. I went to several doctors. They sent me from one doctor to another. I think I saw all of my, my specialists, the pulmonologist, the gastroenterologist, the cardiologist, the rheumatologist, endocrinologist. I went through many tests. I went through um, many physicians, and I finally found out that I was on the path to being diagnosed to an autoimmune disease in... I want to say December of 2010. So it was about maybe six months until I really kind of knew where I might be going. So I was very fortunate that it wasn't that long for me, but the normal diagnosis sometimes takes three to six years. It sounds incredible that people would not know, but the one thing that I give rheumatologists and a lot of doctors, but particularly rheumatologists, a lot of credit for is autoimmune disorders are not straightforward. You know, you either have high blood pressure or you don't. You check your blood pressure. Machines are pretty accurate. You get the numbers. If it's above a certain level, you got it. Diabetes, you do a blood test. If it's above a certain level, you got it. But with a lot of the autoimmune disorders, that's where your body starts attacking itself. 
there's not a straightforward blood test. There's not a symptom definition that is always 100%. That's what it is. A lot of it is this whole idea of interpreting certain things and how people respond. It's like living in the gray zone of uncertainty. I just, I give folks a lot of credit for the patients in particular, but also for the doctors because it's not so straightforward and things can change over time. So you've got diagnosed and when you first found out, hey, I have Sjogren's syndrome, did it all kind of make sense? Did all those little things that have been going on for the year previous sort of all fit into that picture or were there still some things you're like, I don't get it. It doesn't, doesn't yet make sense yet. You know, I was... I think I was in shock, and so I didn't really absorb everything because I had never heard of Sjogren's Syndrome. I am a nurse. I can barely spell it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. I had no clue, and I was like, okay, what is this? You know, and I tried to find out more information. There's very little information. The Sjogren's Syndrome Foundation was the only thing available. I had to do some research on my own. I had to ask questions. Um, You know, thankfully, I have a lot of physicians who are friends who were able to help me to better understand it, but even they didn't know much about it either. And so for me, I kind of had to like sit back and absorb what it was. And it it took me a few months to actually uh, start trying to figure it out. I think because I was in shock. And so I did my own research, asked a lot of questions. And the next thing, you know, that in my mind was, is there is no cure. And so I'm thinking, okay, wait, there's no cure. So what do I do? So I kind of at the same time figured out that I need to do something to help myself. And I also had to figure out what this was. And so I did like a dual um, pathway where I started to get get myself educated as well as educate myself. And by doing this, I was able to figure out what was happening to my body and I was able to monitor it and I think I got to the point where I said you know I think I can help others I'm not fully um, educated on this disease but I know enough that I can help people along the way as I find out myself. Well and that to me is one of the most empowering messages because first you took a while to get a diagnosis and then you found out it might be something that's incurable. This could be chronic. This could last forever. And a lot of folks at that point would just be like, okay, that's it. I can't move forward. I can't do anything. But not only did you say, hey, I'm going to educate myself about this, but you took it the next step and said, and now I'm going to find ways to help other people. Having walked that road alone yourself, very challenged, trying to get the education and information. You did that with the true purpose and intent of saying, I don't want anybody else to walk this road alone either. I'm going to help them. I'm going to create a foundation where we can all gather together and I will show them the path I took and help them along their journey. To me, that is one of the most inspirational things that someone who is afflicted with a serious medical condition can actually ever even want to do, let alone create a foundation and make this happen. So tell me exactly what Sjogren's syndrome is. So Sjogren's syndrome is an autoimmune disease, and it's basically your own body attacks itself. Um, There is 
you know, I researched this and researched this, right? Because I was a nurse and I, I mean, I am a nurse and I want to know why, what happened, what, what did I do or what, what triggered it? What right. triggered it? And so my rheumatologist um, had said, you know, we really not sure it's something in the environment, something triggered, you know, and at that time they actually didn't talk about hormones being a part of possibly causing, you know, the trigger. And so when I started reading more about it, I, it was interesting to me because I had had a hysterectomy maybe less a year or less before I started having symptoms. And so when I started looking it up, I said, hmm, it has some, there is some correlation with hormones. Genetics is also another factor. But my family does not have a history of any autoimmune diseases. And so I was like, okay, what I, I really, I, it took me a few years to let go of the reason of how I, how I got this disease and what triggered it. The only thing that I had to know was to move forward in my life and to be able to live with it. And so I had to learn to know the symptoms. I had to know what triggered, what caused a flare. And so it's basically my own body attacking myself. But really what I discovered was the main factor was um, stress in my life. And stress really triggered, I think, triggered my Sjogren's syndrome along with the hormones, the hysterectomy, and my body being really out of control. So I really, that's what I attribute you know, Sjogren's syndrome for me and, and having to deal with the factors that help to trigger it are really what has helped me to get better and live my life. Fantastic. I'm inspired already. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show, and I'm here with Malaka Canella. She is the nurse president and founder of the Sjogren's and Lupus Foundation of Hawaii. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about how do you manage some of those triggers, stress in particular, and how does that affect your day-to-day functioning when you have a chronic autoimmune disease? We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Malaka Canella. She is a nurse, president, and founder of the Sjogren's and Lupus Foundation of Hawaii. And right before the break, we were talking about Sjogren's. What is it? It's an autoimmune disorder. And why does it happen? A lot of times, you know, Malaka, you mentioned that you had to move beyond trying to figure out why it happened so that you could move forward and learn how to help your body cope with it. So when you look back on trying to identify why it happened, did you feel like that was holding you back from just living your life, trying to figure out a cause? I think it did in the beginning. And when I look back at maybe the year or two that I kind of, I think I wasted on trying to figure out how this happened and why this happened, um, you know, I get kind of sad that I wasted those two years when I could have been doing so much more and I could have been getting back on track 
you know, to living my life healthy and happy as I was prior to um, being diagnosed. But in the long run, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful for everything that I've been through and everything that I've learned about myself and my body that it doesn't really um, bother me at all. I mean, I really haven't talked about it uh, for a while because I've kind of put that in the past, just moving forward, figuring out, you know, what do I need to do to continue to be healthy? How do I get myself healthier? Um, And how do I help others to figure it out? Because really, my life has changed so much in a in a good way. Well, and that's such an insightful way to look at it. I often find that our areas where we can help people the most are the areas where we have struggled ourselves. And that's a really important thing to know that, you know, you might have spent a year or two trying to figure out why did it happen to you. But if you had not done that, then other people who are about to go down that detour path might not understand why it's important to not go down there because you've been there and you've done it and you've struggled and you've moved forward. And that's the hand that you can hold out to somebody else to say, come forward with me. I know you want to look to see what's down that other path, but you don't need to. I've been there. Let's let's figure out what to do now. So you mentioned you think some of the triggers for you included hormone changes from having a hysterectomy and also included stress. And what are you doing now to help manage some of those things? Because if you've figured out the secret to a stress-free life, you know, you are now my new best friend because (laughs) I have yet to figure anything near that. And I think stress is one of those underappreciated situations that we all find ourselves in. Some of it externally created, some of it internally created. And there's, there's not a lot out there on how to get yourself out of a stress mode. I mean, deep breathe. Yes, you can do that and you can still feel stressed. So what do you do on a daily basis to help yourself? Gosh, you know, I was a stress ball, I'll be honest. I I am a huge... I don't know anything about stress (laughs) ball behavior at all. Yeah. Um, Being a nurse, right? We're pretty OCD. We're pretty high functioning, multitasking, if that's a word or... or It is now. You said it. We're going to take it. Um, but you know, I was, I had three kids, you know, three young kids, they were all different ages, going through different stages in life. Um, you know, trying to take care of my kids. I'm, you know, married, have a husband, um, trying to be a nurse, do all of it. You know, I was trying to be super mom. And I think that also was a huge part in pushing me towards, you know, this disease because I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, And that's the number one thing that I discovered was, you know what, stop and take care of yourself. I had to start from ground zero. To be honest, I think I've gone back to ground zero several times in nine years, you know, to get myself reset, to get myself back to what do I need to do? How do I decrease my stress? How do I live my life in a healthier manner? And, you know, to be honest, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I had to do a lot of um, thinking. I had to find peace. I had to figure out what my body needed. I had to figure out how I was going to adjust my life. And it's not easy. Um, you know, I've, I've, I think I don't really talk about this and I don't think I've ever really um, discussed it with anyone, but 
you know, I've been through several jobs and reason is because the jobs are too stressful for me and my Sjogren syndrome and people don't understand that. And, you know, I wasn't ready to tell them, you know, this job is too stressful. I need to leave. I need to resign. I need to find something easier. I mean, who does that? Right. And for me, I, you know, I had to make changes and I had to learn to live with them. Well, and honestly, a lot more people should do that. That's right. I think we sort of get ourselves embroiled in these incredibly stressful situations that we just assume are normal because everybody else is there. They're stressed. Why, why are we needing to be different? But it takes a lot of courage to walk away from something and say, this is affecting me. And in fact, in a weird serendipitous way, your Sjogren's keeps that in check. Because if that starts to get out of control, yep. then you know yes. I've got to get back to ground zero and You're focus on me again. Correct. It's like those lucky people who know when their blood pressure's high. At least they know, so it's not going to silently affect them. There's nothing silent about it. Yes. They got the signal. Yep. You unfortunately have this barometer of stress, mm-hmm. which is flares of your Sjogren's. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you've justifiably had to step away from situations that were causing you physical harm. Yes. And I give you all the credit in the world for being that courageous. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, You know, and I, I would have highs and lows, you know, yeah, I'm happy. Okay. I'm no longer stressed. I have this better job that I think is going to help me. And then, and then I it gets too stressful. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets too, get yeah. And I'm going down that road. And, you know, I mean, I want to do as much as I can. That's just my personality. That's just how I am. I'm a nurse. I want to help. If you need help with this and you ask me, I want to help you if it's going to make life better for other people, for our patients, right? Um, and so sometimes I forget, but I really had to put the brakes on. And I really had to monitor now what I do and how much I take on. And, and how I plan my days. That's how I started. I started with planning my days on my iPhone, um, making my appointments, scheduling things accordingly so I didn't have too much on one day. I had a day of rest. I would plan. And if there was too much on my plate, I would cancel. People don't like that. People are unhappy. I have to cancel. I'm sorry. I don't feel good. If you don't understand that, charge me $20. Do what you need to do. I had to accept it. And it's hard for me to explain that to every single person that I I have an appointment with or who I'm going to have an appointment with, that if I'm not feeling well that day and I'm not up to it, I'm not going to do it. You know, I apologize. I have Sjogren's Syndrome. People don't understand. They go, huh? Um, and I can't give them this whole, you know, half hour long talk show that, you know, that we're doing to them. And so I have to try to just figure it out and I have to just suck it up a lot of times. And so by planning accordingly, I tried to prevent that, but I can't prevent it because it's unpredictable. Well, and I I don't think you need to apologize for putting your own health as a priority. I think it's sad to me that I I know that we all feel that way, that we have to be apologetic and, and sort of feel bad about not meeting everyone else's expectations. But the most important thing, and they have that whole story, every time you get on an airline, put on your oxygen mask first before you help other people. There are yeah. reasons for that. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. I'm here with Malaka Canella. She is the president and founder of the Sjogren's and Lupus Foundation of Hawaii. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about ways to make sure that your health is a priority and not just saying it, 
but living it and how important that is, not just in her case, but for each and every one of us. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Malaka Canella. She is a nurse who unfortunately back in 2011 was diagnosed with Sjogren's Syndrome. However, this has transformed her life. She not only decided to educate herself, but now has taken on the mission of educating other people as well. She's the president and founder of the Sjogren's and Lupus Foundation of Hawaii. Now, right before the break, we were talking about how I don't think you have to apologize for putting your health first, but I do understand that that's an inherent thing that we all might struggle with is saying, I can't predict if next Tuesday at three o'clock I'm going to be able to make this appointment because I might wake up Tuesday and just feel horrible. And being true and authentic to your own needs is really what you have taken many years to be able to do. But again, I think it's courageous and I give you a lot of credit for doing that. What sorts of ways can people get educated about Sjogren's syndrome and lupus, because they are somewhat related and interconnected in the autoimmune family of medical conditions? And what does your foundation do to help other people? So we do our events. Um, we they're, they're like support group wellness events, education events. I like to, I like to incorporate support with education because I believe that they go hand in hand and I believe that people want to meet other people that have Sjogren's syndrome, lupus, or an autoimmune disease because we are a little bit different. You know, it's, I had to accept that. Well, and you can learn more from one another than from doctors. Yes. I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there and say, when I've partnered patients who have had certain Mm -hmm. medical conditions with other people who have as well, and they've met, you know, they have just learned so much from one another that common sense stuff that I might never have understood because I know the medical treatment, but I don't know what it's like to wake up every day and have certain conditions and how you can manage that. So that idea of peer group learning is absolutely essential. It is, and you're correct. And that's exactly what my goal and focus was when I first got diagnosed because although I love my docs, they weren't able to help me with the part that I needed, and that was life. And I had to go out and figure it out. But when I met others that had Sjogren's syndrome or lupus, or we discovered a similarity, then there was a connection. We were happy to talk to each other. We shared secrets. We shared tips, whatever it is. We felt confident that we could talk to each other, and we would be successful in helping each other. And so I've always, always wanted to provide support. And for me being alone, I thought I was the only one diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome when I got diagnosed. And I find out everyone thinks this. I'm the only one with lupus. I'm the only one, you know, that has um, Hashimoto's, whatever it be. People don't understand that they're not alone. And so this is why I started the foundation and the support group in education. So people know that they're not alone. If you are diagnosed, if the doctor diagnosed you today of Sjogren's syndrome, I would hope that they would share 
you know, look at the Sjogren's and Lupus Foundation of Hawaii website, um, go to one of their events, meet others who are living, you know, with an autoimmune disease, get tips, you know, um, share with each other because you are correct that that is the only way that you're really going to learn how to live with this disease. And it's going to help you not only physically, but mentally as well to have that support and to know that there are others out there with you. So what kind of events do you put on? So we do um, patient conference. We've had a patient conference for the last three years. We'll have um, speakers help to educate. Um, All of the conference is sponsored. And so I like everyone to attend who can at a very minimal cost because I want anyone and everyone to come and learn. We do support group wellness events. Um, We're on all islands. We're on Oahu. We're on Molokai. We're um, in Hilo, Kauai, and Maui. Our schedule is out for 2020. It's on the SLF Hawaii Instagram. It's also um, on our Facebook page and on our website at slfhawaii.org. I love the fact that you're on all islands because a lot of folks who are not Oahu-based often feel left out or neglected because they can't participate in in events because they're on another island or because they're like one of maybe five people who have that condition and the whole event is not necessarily targeted toward them. So I applaud your efforts to make sure that this is truly island-wide, that you bring this to everybody who might have a need for it. And that has always been my goal from day one because I would get emails and calls from people on outer islands and they, you know, they can't afford to fly in for the conference. They can't afford to fly in for their support group meetings that we have in Oahu. Um, And so that's always been one of my top goals. And we achieved it this year, 2019. Very thankful to my board members um, and sponsors who helped um, get us out there to the other islands to reach out to people. We've also worked um, closely uh, with HMSA to help us uh, as well and using their conference room on Maui. Uh, You know, it's very hard to find space on the outer islands. And that's one of um, one of the obstacles that we had. But, you know, thankful that we've been able to find space. Hilo Medical Center is also helping us out on the big island and um, Hawaii Pacific Health, uh, Wilcox Medical Center on Kauai has been awesome in letting us also use their conference rooms. So lots of facilities have stepped up. I think they also see the value in what you're trying to provide. They do. Which is education, but also empowerment to people with these autoimmune conditions. Because if you can understand more about your condition itself, then you can also, like you did, try and focus on what are ways that you can help with management. Because a lot of it may be stuff that you have to do that is not prescribed by by a provider that you've got to internally know when you hit this stress point and what you can do <clears throat> what you can do about it. What are your goals for 2020 and beyond with your foundation? My goals are to be able to reach anyone who needs help um, diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome, lupus, or any autoimmune disease. You know, I'm here to share what I've learned. I'm here to share whatever, um, you know, educational opportunities I can. Um, I'm here. I personally answer the emails. I personally answer the phone calls if people call me. I've heard many 
um, inspiring stories from others. And, you know, I tell them that if you need help, if there's a point where, you know, you just can't handle, you need something, I, I'm call me, you know, I'll talk to you. I love doing that. In fact, um, I love reaching out to others to make sure that they're okay and that they have the education and support that they need to, to get healthier, live healthier. That's just amazing because, again, you've lived this, and no one helped you out when you needed it. You had to discover it. But not only did you discover it, you're giving back and helping other people go through the same exact situation and sharing with them the tools that, honestly, I wish were available for you. I... You know, I mean, it probably was meant to be, and I, and I look at it that way, that I was diagnosed for a reason. Um, I'm a nurse, and so this is what I'm meant to do, which I love doing it. This is my passion. I can absolutely tell. I want to thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us on The Body Show and for everything that you do for those people who have autoimmune disorders. So thank you for being on our show. Thank you for having me. Well, we're going to have to do it again because there's lots of information about autoimmune conditions that we have yet to really delve into, but I promise we will. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org, follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on Monday on The Body Show. See you then.